GM, GM everybody. GM. Welcome back to the BPC Mastery Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the talk of the town, which is demand gen. It is. So everybody's talking about demand gen, of course. Google did a lot of announcements recently, and they announced that demand gen is taking over discovery. And you, I know you've been testing with demand gen a bit over the last few months. You had access to the closed beta, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think in this episode, we're going to be talking about what dem- demand gen is, what the impact is on discovery campaigns on your whole Google out Google Ads account as a whole, and then uh, maybe in the next the next episode we'll talk more about best practices, what's worked for you. Yeah. But now let's just talk about what it is actually and how it's going to change the landscape. So, yeah, what is demand gen and why is everybody talking about it? Yeah. So so first of all, I think it is less popular or less groundbreaking than when we had the Pmax announcement. Mm. So I've seen some posts popping up on yeah. my LinkedIn timeline about demand gen, yeah. but I think it, it it isn't really as hyped as much right. as PMAX, mm. because obviously PMAX was about search and shopping as well. Yeah. And demand gen is mainly focused on mid and upper funnel, zooming in on display, no, sorry, on YouTube and discovery. Mm-hmm. It is replacing discovery. Yeah. That wasn't really clear in the beginning as well. Mm. So after the first couple of weeks, somebody came came in and they actually mentioned, I think it was the Google Ads. Liaison? Yeah, yeah. I think it was her. Ginny? Ginny, I think it was Ginny saying that it was it was actually going to replace Discovery. Mm. And that's when, <laughs> that's when it got serious. So yeah. I have been experimenting with Discovery a bit, but it isn't really impactful mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion, especially in the mid and upper funnel region. I am using it or have been using it for remarketing purposes mm. because it is relatively cheap traffic. And if you are able to target your, your audiences through discovery on remarketing, yeah, there's some nice additional conversion volume over there as well. But yeah, now we have demand gen coming up as a replacement for discovery. And it is now in open beta mm-hmm. for basically all of the advertisers that want yeah. to test with it. I had access to the closed beta for one of my biggest clients fortunately so i've been dabbling around a a bit and yeah it is kind of groundbreaking in a way that we now see where google is heading towards so we now have pmax that's a combination of all of the placements and networks combined yeah everything just in one campaign and now we have another combined all-in-one campaign for just upper funnel and mid funnel Mm. that combines discovery and YouTube placements. No display for whatever reason. I do not really know why they haven't included display. Maybe maybe if I'm just thinking about Mm -hmm. Google's perspective, maybe they want to focus more on YouTube shorts inventory and the discover inventory, which is sort of unsold maybe. Yeah, maybe the lesser, less popular placements. That's been one of my theories as well, but yeah. Maybe throwing in display could ramp up the spend even more. True, true. But maybe they will they will do it in the future, mm, or mm-hmm. it's a really uh, it's a decision they have already made. Yeah. So with demand gen, we can target specific placements like YouTube Shorts, YouTube In Streams, YouTube Home Page Feeds. Yeah. I think, but also the discovery placements like mm-hmm. Gmail, the Chrome Android app, the home screen where yeah. you scroll through which is basically the discover function, yeah. uh, how it's already being sold through discovery. So there might be interesting placements 
if you do have the budget, if you have the wish to really work on your exposure. Yeah. But if I go through the best practices and through the pitch decks of Google, mm-hmm. it is really, really built for the bigger advertisers. Yeah. So Google actually recommends at least 15K budget for four to six weeks. 15K minimum. 15 minimum. And they even say the minimum budget. Yeah, oh. they even say minimum budget. Interesting. Up to 50K. So yeah. that's a big range, yeah. but it starts at 15K for just yeah. four to six weeks. Yeah. So that actually means that it isn't really a suitable campaign type for the lower end of the advertisers. If you're just starting out, mm-hmm. if you do not have the budgets for mid and upper funnel at all, or if you're working with a constrained budget, you're not really, well, you're not really set with demand gen. I think it's for the biggest advertisers only. And if you take a look at the minimum budgets, if you were to drive a target CPA or target yeah. ROAS function, then Google is actually recommending to set a budget of 15 times as high as yeah. your efficiency target, yeah. your target CPA. So let's say you're doing, you need to hit a efficiency target of 100 euros target CPA, then you have to set a daily budget of 1500 euros. Crazy. That's already 40, 45,000 yeah. euros yeah. per month for your demand gen only campaign. Yeah. And I really do not know a lot of advertisers that are able to push those kinds of budgets yeah. in just demand gen alone. Because if you're pushing those budgets, then you are already doing huge numbers in search, mm-hmm. maybe shopping, mm-hmm. dedicated campaign types at all. So yeah, I'm really curious about the adoption of this product. Yeah, and, and I don't know if I'm jumping ahead now, but mm-hmm. demand gen, if you compare it to, for example, Pmax or video action campaigns or even display, mm-hmm. where does it fit in the in the funnel? Because it's not necessarily for driven for performance, is it? Yeah, Google is saying it can be a performance-based campaign. I think you can compare it to a video action campaign. Mm -hmm. So YouTube for action, if you're still used to that term. And YouTube for action tends to work if you multiply your non-branded search or shopping CPA by at least two times. Then it tends to work in some verticals. Mm And I think you can compare it to, to, to that campaign type and to that phase in the fun- funnel. So it's really mid-funnel, not really a upper funnel yeah. campaign type. But I think it's somewhere hovering between upper funnel and mid-funnel yeah. where you try to, well, to reach potential clients that haven't heard about your brand, that you're already trying to prime for one of your services yeah. or maybe interesting categories, subcategories, specific products. Yeah, it's trying to to generate demand for your future sales growth, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So not necessarily bottom of funnel, but then mid and upper, close to mid and upper. Yeah, I I think it's a little bit more performance orientated than really upper funnel campaigns that are targeting specific target CPMs or reach. So it's a little bit below your diehard branding campaigns, so to say. And what's the difference then you say there's a difference there? Is it because you also have more performance driven bid strategies? Mm-hmm. For example, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, you have actually four, five bidding strategies. You have maximize clicks. Yeah. I haven't seen if there's a possibility to cap your CPCs, mm-hmm. but I think there will be a capping option. Then you have maximize conversions, maximize conversions by using a target CPA. Then you have maximize conversion value, or you have maximize conver- conversion value with a target ROAS efficiency target. Yeah. So essentially, you have five different bidding strategies. And if it were to be a really upper funnel campaign, 
type, then it wouldn't have the maximized conversions mm, and maximized yeah, conversion exactly. value yeah. bidding strategy. So that's already pointing towards the fact that I think this is hovering somewhat in between to upper funnel and mid mid funnel. Yeah, yeah. And and in terms of placements, so you you, men, you already mentioned it's mm -hmm. YouTube, YouTube Home, so in stream YouTube, in stream Shorts, Shorts, Discover, uh, Gmail. Gmail, and it's just all automated. All Again, automated to Google yeah. decides. Yeah. You have the option, of course, to to upload your own creatives. Yeah. Uh, but I think there will be an auto generated option yeah. as well. So the creative part is really, really, really important. Yeah especially if you need to push these kinds of budgets in order to see if you are getting traction mm -hmm. because Google is saying 15K to 50K yeah. in four to six weeks yeah. as a test budget, yeah. as a test budget. <laughs> so if you were to drive a test with this, then you would definitely want to invest in your own assets, in yeah. your own yeah. images, in your own mm -hmm. YouTube shorts. So <laughs> please stay away from stock photos <laughs> yeah. or your regular business video on your About Us page of three minutes long. Yeah. So that's really not, not, not going to help you getting performance in this campaign type. There's a whole list of best practices already and things that you should do or shouldn't do. Mm. And we'll be sharing that in a future episode. So let's, uh, let's not dive too, too specific in that part. Yeah. But yeah. And are there yeah. any other technicalities of demand gen that are important to, to know or understand? Yeah, there are a few new features that we haven't seen prior to demand gen. So we have a new ad type. In fact, we have a carousel ad. Yeah. So if you want to create a carousel ad, that's possible right now, mm. where you can basically swipe through different yeah, ads, so to say, mm -hmm. from left to right. Google Ads will make sure that the ad will get prioritized based on the amount of cards you have. So that's a nice little a new feature you have as well. You have the possibility to create specific ad types within the ad groups that you want to create. Yeah. So if you want to create a video ad type, you're able to do just that, mm. or a carousel ad type, you're, you're able to do just that inside of an ad group. Yeah. Then you have new audience targeting options yeah. so this is the first campaign type where we have seen the lookalike uh, yeah, option which is kind of cool yeah and yeah, kind yeah. of interesting mm -hmm. to see google ads taking this route and this is similar to meta ads right yeah. we have i think we have both done some meta ads a couple of years ago yeah, when we yeah. tried to do <laughs> everything as a google ad specialist yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of similar to the audience expansion audience expansion is kind of similar to optimized targeting, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they also have a mm. lookalike expansion. Percentage, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's basically what Google Ads is mimicking right now. You have the yeah. option to to expand your seat list by 2.5%, 5%, and 10% yeah. from narrow to really broad. Since this is a really new function, I haven't really have any best practices what kind of yeah. setting to choose. You still have to test. I think you still have to test yeah. what actually works for you. but. I think if you were to select optimized targeting already, then the algorithm is going to expand on your audience segments at all yeah. quite broadly. Yeah. So I'm really curious how yeah. much impact this lookalike expansion is really going to make. Yeah. But it gives you a sense of sense of control. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe fake sense of control. Sense we of don't control. know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but it's it's nice. Maybe we we see see a similar future uh, feature adopted in PMX in yeah. the near future. Uh, that I wouldn't, would be that would be sick. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in terms of targeting, is it like PMX that it's open targeting with signals? Or do, are there also other audience segments that you can directly target? 
it's similar like to likes. it's similar to your uh, discovery targeting yeah, okay, okay. so you actually create an audience yourself yeah. based on your own segments and then you can you can select if you want to expand on that targeting using yeah. optimized targeting mm. and you and for your for your seat seat list you can actually choose whether you want to have it create a lookalike segment based on that yeah so yeah it's more audience based than signal based yeah but google is being google so i don't know what's true yeah i think i think google is using it using it as, as signals yeah. not really as targeting yeah at least that's what i think yeah definitely if you're going to select the option optimized targeting mm. yeah. yeah which is so is also optimized targets also in yeah. demand gen yeah and the lookalike yeah. segments ah, both interesting yeah. Yeah. yeah so are the lookalike segments then are you i think you haven't run them yet then no. in or in those in that demand gen campaign because no. No. i wonder if that's an actual audience segment that you can target and then do optimized targeting on the lookalikes or if it's just instead of optimized uh, targeting. i think how it works is basically you create a lookalike expansion on your your audience segment within your audience audience segment itself yeah and then you can choose whether or not to use optimized targeting on the audience that you have already created yeah so you can go very broad <laughs> if you want to yeah. if you want to yeah. and i think that's that could be the power of demand gen so if you are looking for growth if you're really looking for additional exposure and you are somewhat looking at the performance of your campaigns then yeah it might be an interesting option to consider yeah there's actually a great way to in demand gen which i'm kind of hyped about to measure the uplifts so we have several measurement protocols so to say mm -hmm. that can measure search lift brand lift conversion lift by using yeah by using different frameworks yeah. so you can actually see how demand gen impacts your search yeah campaign upli search uplift lift, super interesting brand lifts yeah. so are people looking for your brand mm -hmm. um, more frequently after you've used demand gen and well what are your conversion uplifts yeah. so are people actually converting more is it driving incremental uh, conversions since you have started running demand gen yeah. so these are really interesting models to use and to leverage i think but <laughs> they are being based on what what data points google google, yeah, google, yeah, google yeah, has exactly. so i think you should take it with a big grain of salt yeah. if you were to use these well lift studies so to say yeah. search brand conversion lift studies then i would definitely pair that with your third-party attribution tool yeah. and i think if you are doing these kinds of budgets then you should have already, already a yeah. third third-party attribution a tool in place yeah. to properly see if well how your campaigns are running and how everything is being attributed yeah. towards your final conversion yeah especially yeah. as you do more inside of google ads and you because i think with demand gen google is also trying to compete more with meta like facebook instagram tiktok, TikTok ads yeah. etc et yeah and then i mean it's not necessarily bad by itself if you do more on on the google side but as you switch more budget to shift more budget towards one platform i think it becomes even more important to analyze with a third-party tool because otherwise they have all the power and they say this is the truth 
Yeah. And then you just have to believe that it's true, even though it's not always Which is the not case. true. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I think it's never, never the, the truth. No, no, no. Because on the, on the other hand, Meta is also going to say the exact yeah. same thing. Yeah. Oh, and if you, what and if, you if you add up all of the conversions, then you end up by two, three times as many conversions that you actually exactly. have inside of your backend. Yep. So you definitely need an independent tool to look over, well, the attribution of all of your campaigns. Yeah. Yeah. And is there any, I don't know if you if you know, but speaking of attribution, is there data-driven attribution with other campaigns, with demand gen? Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. that's yeah. pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. So data-driven attribution, DDA is also incorporated within demand gen. Yeah. I still have to see how it works with different kind of conversion actions because mm-hmm. what I have seen from practice is if you were to use offline conversion tracking by importing closed deals or qualified leads mm-hmm. or whatever data point that you want to upload, then I sense or have seen that campaign types like display, YouTube and discovery aren't really attributing those types of conversions mm. to themselves okay. and if you were to use a google ads uh, tag specifically that is just well that is gtag based then you start to see in well a lot more conversions mm. not only uh, few true conversions but only but also well last click conversions so i haven't compared those two yeah. but i think dda works best if you were to drive on the well data the the regular gtag conversion action yeah and not on OCT. Yeah. So what I tend to do is I tend to select, if you were to run an OCT, then I were to select OCT conversion actions as a primary conversion action for my search campaign for lead gen SaaS. And for my upper funnel, mid funnel campaigns, I tend to use a Google tag-based conversion action. And then just use different primary conversions on campaign level, yeah. campaign-specific goals. Yeah. So you let the algorithm optimize for different yeah. conversion yeah. data so to say yeah yeah is there anything else that goes into demand gen that's new or i think those are the points that are because then yeah it's going to take over from discovery discovery yeah. is going away i think in the next few months it's going to get rolled out and mm. then somewhere early 2024 i think discovery is going to get killed completely have you read something about a migration from discovery yeah. to demand gen yeah. is it going to be auto migrated no you can opt in at okay. first maybe even select advertisers but i think uh, somewhere between now and october or so you can actually go and, and make the switch and then mm. the historical data is going to be pulled over just like is, smart shopping to pmax exactly yeah, yeah and then somewhere in q1 pmax discovery is going away and then all campaigns are going to be auto migrated to, mm. to the new demand gen mm, think somewhere in q1 fun times ahead yeah <laughs> yeah but so uh, if you're driving discovery campaigns yeah then you should really reconsider yeah if you want to migrate to demand gen True. because alone I, I know a lot of accounts and I know a lot of accounts that I manage myself that have discovery yeah. campaigns enabled, yeah. but mainly focused on remarketing mm. on the discover placements. And I think I'm not going to migrate them to demand gen because yeah. it's, it's, it's just a different, different campaign type. Yeah. yeah. What will you do then for that remarketing? Switch to display in YouTube, display, I think. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think it's, it's best to, to, in those cases, what I know for now is to switch to a campaign specific type so display remarketing, YouTube remarketing, yeah, for your remarketing placements. Yeah. And yeah. what do you personally think of demand gen outside of all the technicalities? I think 
it is nice to see where Google is heading towards. They're heading towards a, a more, well, all-in, all-in campaign type sort of thing, yeah. just like PMX. So you see where the future is going. I think it is a great campaign type for the bigger advertisers mm-hmm. that are really maxing out on every yeah. network already. And they really want to spend in order to, well, gain additional exposure mm-hmm. whenever possible. If you are a mid or low size advertiser, I think demand gen isn't really suitable for you right now. That can change in the future, but if you take a look at the budgets that Google is pushing right now, then I think it wouldn't make sense to to allocate a 50 to 100 euro per day budget on demand gen. I think it will be way too too low. Mm unless you can drive really crazy amounts of conversion volume through micro conversions, for example, Mm -hmm. and if you're possible to 15X your target CPA. But I think for most advertisers, this isn't really suitable. It's meant for the the mature advertisers that really want to want to work on their well exposure yeah already max out performance and now what else can we do and besides that i think you should also be really mature in the creative sides of things so if you're going to leverage well demand gen then you need to have a really big library of kick-ass professional creatives because you're doing a lot of youtube shorts you're going to do a lot of well, YouTube in-stream placements, mm-hmm. a lot of new discover placements, mm-hmm. and they should really be, well, on point, really made according to the, well, best practices that Google is pushing. For example, the ABCD framework of yeah. YouTube, mobile first, really big, bold, well, copy text placements, elements inside of your, your videos, for example. And I think only the bigger brands right now are able to allocate budgets towards those kinds of investments yeah i personally have trouble convincing smaller and even mid-sized advertisers to spend a few thousand euros to their creative part and to mm-hmm. create youtube videos by hiring a video agency or whatever so yeah i think i think we have to see the adoption where where it goes but i think you will not see a lot of accounts with demand gen campaigns enabled yeah yeah cool so what are you going to do next? Because you've already ran the the test in the closed beta. Yeah. Is that still... It's still running. Still running? It's still running. What's next for, for that test? Or are you doing any um, anything specific? Well, right now we've set it up according to the best practices that Google has shared with us during the closed beta. It has been running for quite a while now. I think for seven or eight weeks already. So right now we're going to refine the campaign and see where we can actually grow. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we still have to see. Then do the, the search lifts and all those studies, yeah. etc. Yeah. And I think if Google is offering those lift studies, search, brand, conversion lift studies, then that also implies that it's not necessarily focused towards conversions directly because if it was then you would see the conversions probably directly coming from that campaign type but now it's much more like like for example with bumper ads i I think bumper ads are much more upper funnel on youtube yeah but they also offer those studies to sort of prove like yeah even though it's working yeah even though (laughs) you get zero conversions from these campaigns (laughs) they're working because look at this data yeah 
so I think if they also do that with demand gen, then that kind of tells me that it's probably not going to be one of your biggest conversion campaigns, but oh, no. leading up to up to that. Yeah, that's always kind of yeah, tricky. Yeah, and, and I really think I really think that if you want to see if this works for you as an advertiser, that you really should work with third-party attribution tool. Yeah. I think you cannot really trust the yeah. data inside of Google Ads. Yeah. I think just like Pmax, Google will attribute a lot of conversions through DDA to mid and upper funnel campaigns to yeah. basically, well, pretend they're working. And I think in a lot, in a lot of times uh, they will be working, mm -hmm. but I think the truth, the truth will be that they will work really less effectively than they pretend to work. Yeah. That's an assumption. I think yeah. you have to see that for yourself in mm -hmm. your own data, but that's, uh, that's my gut feeling yeah. right now. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I think we can go on and on about best practices, but we will do an additional episode yeah. about that. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot more to say about bidding strategies, creatives, audience targeting, campaign structure. Campaign structure. So yeah, I will dive into a specific episode about demand gen best practices in a future solo episode. Nice. So stay tuned for that. Cool. All right. Thanks everybody for listening, viewing, watching, and all that stuff. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Leave a review. And lastly, share this with a colleague or a friend who might be interested in upscaling their PPC game. All right. With big, big pockets. With big pockets, yeah. For <laughs> exactly. 15 to 50K per yeah. month. <laughs> All right. That's it for demand gen. Let's see what the future is going to bring. And uh, yeah, it's always, at least to me, it's always fun to see new campaign times we rolled out because, because even though like PMAG, Pmax, whether you hate it or love it, it did bring like new energy into mm -hmm. the PPC world. So mm -hmm. I think this might do that as well. I hope so. We'll see. Yeah. All right. See you next time. See you in the next episode. Ciao.